Welcome to the Social Pros Podcast, the content marketing awards winner for best marketing podcast. This is where we shine the spotlight on real people doing real work in social media and learn the social secrets of the world's most interesting brands. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, social media strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your social better. Emma, which provides innovative email marketing tools that drive brilliant results. Salesforce Marketing Cloud, inspiring one-to-one connections with your customers with integrated solutions for social, mobile, email, web, and advertising. And Yext, whose award-winning location management platform helps companies of all sizes drive more foot traffic to their doors. With Yext, update your location data once and publish it to your website, apps, over 100 publishers, including Google, Apple Maps, Facebook, Bing, and Yahoo. That's the power of location. That's Yext. Your Social Pros co-hosts are Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud and Jay Bear from Convince and Convert. Ready? Let's get to work. Welcome, everybody, to Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. I am, as always, Jay Bear at Convince and Convert, not joined today by my friend Adam Brown from Salesforce Marketing Cloud. He is off, but he will be back next week, and I think next week he'll be going solo uh, without me. He and I are, are trading trips uh, right here in the fall, so uh, you're, you get one of us each week, but not both of us, unfortunately. But we'll be back. We'll come back together. But you know what? We love to have Adam. He is amazing. But today we have such a fantastic guest that, you know what, don't tell him, but Adam would just be an afterthought anyway. We have Andrew Spoth, who is the Director of Digital Marketing and the Global Head of Social Media for CA. Andrew, thanks so much for being on Social Pros. My pleasure, Jay. It's, uh, I've been a fan for your show, and uh, I'm really pleased to, to be with you today. Thank you very much. We appreciate you taking the time. I know you've got a lot going on. Now, CA does a lot of things. You're in a lot of different businesses. Probably a good idea to set the stage for social pros listeners and kind of give them a sense of, uh, of the different uh, divisions and departments and, and services and products that CA is involved in. Yeah, for sure. CA Technologies, uh, we actually recently just celebrated our, our 40th um, anniversary of the founding, which is, which is remarkable for, for a software company. Um, we are present in, in dozens of countries and we we sell to 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 predominantly to large companies, and we help them uh, survive and thrive in in what we've been uh, calling the application economy. And so that encompasses solutions for um, for for enterprise security, for for developing and bringing apps to markets, uh, for agile management, and all the different uh, components of that. So we're an eleven thousand person company. Um, I'm based uh, here in San Francisco, headquarters in, in Manhattan, and uh, the company is is um, is very well poised to to help uh, companies through their their digital uh, transformation. And how on the digital side uh, and the social side, you've got I'm sure a lot of people because you have so many departments and divisions and countries. How are those people resourced? Do you organize uh, your team by channel? So some folks are LinkedIn specialists and some are blog specialists, or is it by business line or by region or some combination of those? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. We we have a core team which which I manage and. Um, the, the responsibilities there are divided predominantly by channel, and 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 that was um, that was my favorite way to go because the the lines are very clear. You know, you you are basically looking at the incoming there. You're responsible for the audience growth, engagement, uh, for for the content strategy. So so that's uh, 
that's how we started to divide the roles in the core team. There are a couple of additional um, uh, responsibilities that we have. For example, social media education, uh, event support, uh, analytics amongst this core team. And then amongst the business units and the regions, we have in, in almost each of them uh, a social media lead who is, is a bit of a social media generalist and sometimes also has some additional roles within field marketing or product marketing. And so we have across the organization uh, a total of uh, you know, a dozen or more people who, who spend, uh, spend their time working on social media. And, and do those uh, business unit leads report up through you? Do you sort of oversee those folks or is it more of a center of excellence where everybody gets together and kind of talks about best practices across the enterprise? Yeah, more of a, a center of excellence. I have a core team that that I manage, and then uh, it, there are unofficial dotted lines to uh, to the other uh, social media leads within the the company. Where was social at when when you started at CA? Uh, was it was it in place? Was it just emerging? Was it an afterthought? Mm-hmm. It was. It was interesting. It was divided amongst a couple of different teams within the company. Uh, we had communications that was managing the the Twitter channels, and then we had uh, the the web marketing team, as it was called back then, managing uh, Facebook, YouTube, and, and LinkedIn. Um, there was there were different agency resources involved in 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 tracking performance. Um, when I came in, I had um, I, I'd been working at Marketo previously, mm-hmm. so that that gave me a a, a strong foundation in 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 thinking about um, lead generation, lead nurturing, lead qualification. And so I, I, I started by building a framework which actually simplified our definition of success, which led to more focus. And, um, and so what happened was uh, I adopted a couple of people from the web marketing team and um, was able to hire two more people. And then we, we really kind of reset our, our social strategy, did a lot of internal kind of um, evangelization of what we're up to and how people can help and, and kind of took things from there. Let's talk about, about that simplification of, of success and what that looks like. I think that's a fascinating approach because I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here. There are, there are folks out there and perhaps even some in your corporation that would say, well, wait a second, look, we're CA technologies and, and no giant company is going to buy really expensive software and services from CA technologies because of social media. Like, why are we doing this at all? This doesn't actually make us any money. Uh, but yet it does. And, and you have a, a formula by which you, you demonstrate the value of social to, to the enterprise. Uh, what do you, what do you base that on? Mm-hmm. Well, we we wanted to we wanted to find a way to bridge the bridge the the, the questions that the CFO would have, CMO would have, in terms of um, lead generation and and those leads turning into sales opportunities with dollar values, and then also on the other end, the day to day work that the social media manager is doing to to make this all happen. So. We landed at a, a four four stage uh, four KPI framework, and so ima- I want you to imagine a, a pyramid. And we so we start with the base of the pyramid, and that is um, audience. Uh, how can we? Uh, what is our current audience? If we look at our core social channels, and how much are we able to grow that over time? Very basic, very visible, very measurable, and each. Social network will have a different de- definition of that, whether it's subscribers or page likes or followers. 
now the the second stage is where things get interesting, and that is uh, what we call uh, engagement. And I believe I believe now many other social marketers kind of have a similar paradigm. And that answers the question, how many um, actions can I drive with our followers and with our our prospects? Uh, actions would be things like uh, clicks on links or a video view or a slideshare presentation view. Um, we, we use this metric because it's something that an email marketer can relate to or, or, a, or a, uh, an internet marketer. So it's one action, which is an engagement with a, with a, a CA piece of content. Now, with social, there's, an, there's a, a sister metric, and that is the amplification. That's very measurable as well. So retweets. So shares and things like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is a – there's, there's a, an amplifying effect, and that will drive further engagement. You basically get that piece of content in front of more people. Um, and then at the tip of the pyramid, the fourth layer is, is the one which is smallest in number but highest in value to – to the CFO, and that would be um, of the engagement of driving. You know, some of that's being driven to our website. Some of it's being driven to gated assets. And how many uh, new names can I capture? Uh, how many leads and, and in, a, in a given time frame? So we like this because it shows the progression, the, the, the likely progression of, of, a, of a net new individual and then their relationship to our company as a, you know, for, with social media. So, odd, so get them in as a follower. They start to engage with our content. If our content is is uh, it, it hits the mark in terms of you know speaking to their interests, if it's something which is worth remarking about, which they're going to share with their colleagues, um, it, it will be shared, <clears throat> and then some of those will convert into uh, into known leads. So, and, and I like this for for a couple of reasons. One is it's platform agnostic. So when when the next hot pl- uh, social network comes comes along. We will try to fit it into this 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 framework, um, and we're not all just talking about retweets or page likes, which really don't get the attention as much of of the CFO. And the other thing is, it's scalable in terms of our work. So we can look at this for the whole organization. What's our audience snapshot today? What's our total number of engagement actions in a given week? But we can also look at it just for one channel and we can look at it for one individual post. So here's where the social media marketer can really start to turn the daily dials of optimizing content and 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 the, you know promoting a post and 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 uh, headline copy and the timing of the posting to drive the overall metric for the organization over time. And when you actually kind of play that string out and somebody sees something on Twitter, they click, they go to the website, they sign up for a webinar or a white paper or what have you, uh, are are you then reporting those actual leads uh, and and those go into your measurement as well? We we are. Yeah. Um, A couple of years ago, we, we settled on a, on a, on a, naming convention for um for links for url parameters and i know i'm getting into the weeds here a little bit but um what we we, we basically set up some standard uh, standardized uh, naming conventions for those and then shared those widely within the organization and then we also um in our in our um, marketing uh, automation platform um we set up programs to track those visits to the website and, and those conversions and so um uh, we are now at a point where we can see the number of, of conversions from, for example, from organic Twitter, you know, from YouTube links to the website, 
and we can see because this is connected to the Salesforce, we can see um, how many of those turn into sales opportunities and the dollar value, and then we get the nice kind of closed ROI loop. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. So you've you've brought on people and you've reorganized the team. You've um, codified the metrics narrative there. During this whole period that you've been doing all this work, social and best practices around social and new platforms, it's all changed quite a bit. Organic reaches down, paid reaches up, and you know, mm-hmm. a move to multimedia and away from text and all these things. So when, when you are looking to hire people now on your team, you're looking to hire a core team member to work in social at CA Technologies, what, what do you look for now? I look for resilience on the one hand because – both from from the outside world, we're going to have all sorts of you know fun but difficult uh, you know things come up, you know uh, spam comments. We're going to have customers speaking up, you know, both in good good and bad ways. Hopefully, not you know just not not too much in the bad way. Um, it, you know, we're a large company with many different um, groups and business units, and there's a lot of competing or or seemingly competing. Uh, demands internally so so you need to be resilient uh, you need to be an excellent communicator uh, but you also need to stay grounded and, and and know what you're what you're trying to focus on and and how you're you're serving the company so so yeah resilience excellent communicator um, a nice combination of both left brain and right brain you know being able to to find new ways and novel ways of of having your content uh, rise above the noise but yet being really um, meticulous when it comes to looking at the competitor analytics and and and, and your own post performance so so those are the, some of the you know the, the key things that that we look for I love the focus on resilience. I think that's very well placed, especially mm-hmm. in the modern age where what you think you're doing today may not be what you're doing <laughs> next month. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I know video is important in in your content and social strategy. You've got a digital approach overall. Tell me a little bit, if you don't mind, about about YouTube and video in general and kind of how you see it fit into the, the CA storytelling. Sure, sure. So if, if we look at the different types of social media content, Oh, actually, content in, in period um, video is the densest when it comes to um, the, the 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 quantity of information that you can relay, but it's also usually the most expensive to create. So it's it's important that we get very efficient there in terms of producing the content that really moves the needle, um, and and that we have some some operational efficiency there. So um, around, gosh, when was this? Maybe a, a year ago, we, we, we took a step back and we, we looked at the, the, uh, the competitor set and what they were doing. We, we spent some time with Google, who's been really, really helpful. We did our own content audit, which, which you know, helps us clean out the old old videos. Um, and we, we, we actually talked a lot about, and we included our, 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 our um, design agency. And then we talked a lot about process. So um, this may sound familiar, but in the past, we would get stuff thrown over the fence right before launch, right? Uh, the uh, product marketing team, they, they, they're thinking about videos and they're planning and they're budgeting and they come up with these wonderful ideas. They produce a video. And then last on their checklist is, oh, and, and put it on YouTube. And it, it's a shame that those were disconnected because you would have videos which had a large investment in the the creative, but then very little investment in the promotion. And then on the flip side, you know we have a healthy brand marketing budget, 
and across different channels, including YouTube. And then we're looking at, okay, well, gosh, which videos do we have to promote? Okay, this one looks good and that sort of thing. So we wanted to truly bring those together. So we defined a, a what we call a video um, life cycle from the ideation through to the, the storyboarding, to the um, editing, the, the mastering, the um, uh, creating the, uh, the, the metadata, to the promotion, both organics, uh, social, paid, through to the retirement date of the video. Don't forget. Right? Wow. And uh, yes, and then we just sat down with people and, and then the different teams said, oh gosh, yeah, that's true. And then we said, okay, we're going to just put a simple process together so that we can kind of um, be involved and, and kind of bring that together. So, so that's helped us um, be more collaborative, be more selective in terms of, um, you know, what kind of videos we move forward with and, and really um, kind of involve more of the organization in terms of both the the production of video and uh, and promotion. It's like raising a child, right? You, you have that. You have that, <laughs> the journey map for each video. It's really fascinating. I love it. Yeah, but it's worth it because if you're investing, you know, ten twenty thousand dollars, it it uh, you know it, it needs some TLC. Yeah, you don't want to just be making them and hoping that it works. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you have a fairly robust Facebook presence as well. And that might be deemed as unusual for some people, given the type of work that you do and the and the kind of company that you are. Can you talk about kind of how Facebook fits into the overall game plan these days? Yeah, well, thank you, um, thank you, uh, Jay. We we see Facebook um, as a, a you know it, you can do a lot of different things with Facebook, but it is uh, so a couple of things. Uh, Facebook is is where our customers hang out. And our employees hang out. First, first of all, there's no denying that. Um, the the context there, though, is often about you know what what their families are doing and and and, and personal things. But we we felt that uh, Facebook could be a great place to tell the CA story, especially in terms of what we believe in, what our mission is, um, how we're helping the community, what what drives us, what are some of the big trends that we're seeing. So when it when it comes to content curation on Facebook, we tend to um, focus on those types, and and then look, you know, what kind of content is performing performing well, and then iterate uh, over time. Um, and Facebook has some great advertising products too, uh, where we're able to get a very effective, you know, very low cost per cost per video view. Now, of course, the definition of a video view is going to be different than it is on YouTube, but but still, we're we're, we're able to to you know with with relatively small investments, um, to be able to you know get get past those barriers that Facebook has put up for us uh, with with the organic reach. So yeah, you know we we love um, for example, um, you know working with other brands when we can. We've had some some partnerships with uh, you know some some cool brands, and we'll tag them and, and they'll share a post and vice versa. So so Facebook is very interesting. We're you know we're learning all the time too as as Facebook iterates and competes. Um, they're, 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 you know, moving the boundaries. So we're trying to, to stay ahead of those. Yeah. That's sort of good news, bad news, right? Facebook's continuous, uh, optimization and changes, uh, you know, typically make the platform better, but, but also requires you to really stay on top of it because you've got to, you know, you got to roll with, roll with their, their punches. Yeah. Yeah. 
Speaking of partnerships, uh, the the one that you've got going on right now this fall, very timely, is you have this really interesting app partnership with CNN, where, where CA Technologies is powering the CNN Politics app, which has all things uh, related to the upcoming elections. There's social media hooks. There's there's breaking news. Can you talk a little bit about that app and, and how that came to, to pass and sort of what your role is or your team's role is in, in promoting uh, that really interesting piece of content? Yeah, well, talk about talk about an election which is getting a lot of headlines. It, we we didn't we didn't anticipate that going into it, but it, it's been a um, obviously a big big investment for for C Technologies, driven by our brand team, and um, uh, we wanted to do something really special to to help us um, get the name out there. People who have maybe hadn't heard about us for for a while, or had never heard of CA Technologies, or know what the heck CA Technologies does, uh, we saw this as as a great opportunity to tell that story to a lot of people. And so it's it's on the one hand uh, uh, a sponsorship, but it's more. It's actually um, advertising plus C- uh, CNN using some of our technology. Um, as they cover the the election, so specifically they're using um, uh, our uh, mobile uh, analytics uh, software, uh, as well as um, they're using some of our API cool API technology to to bring in all this data uh, to, uh, to to serve it up to the people who use the app. So so it's it's been very interesting. You know our our engineers worked directly with um, the CNN engineers and then you know CNN, uh, CNN is curating the content daily and and then obviously it's getting our logo and you know uh, in front of a bunch of people and Wolf Blitzer is mentioning it and and we're all watching the the debates of course and doing some live uh, live coverage of, of that so it's been exciting yeah, you're not going to know what you're doing with yourself in a, in another month when when you don't have this no don't have this to do. I mean, you start I with know. A, you know, a football app or something, you know? Right, right. Good idea. Christmas app. Um, would you say, given the shifts in in social, not not so much on the CNN side, that's a special a special feature, uh, but but day to day, would you say that your publishing cadence in social is is up or down over the last year? So, are you guys making more social content or less social content? Hmm. We've I, so we have. I'd say overall, it's 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 up than it was a couple of years ago. But I, you know, I, I know that we have experimented there a little bit. For example, on, on LinkedIn, uh, you know, because we we interesting, we don't have a shortage of content. Um, we we get a lot of content uh, suggestions. I call them suggestions. Sometimes they're demands, but like, we have a lot. Of- <laughs> it's all it's all how they're interpreted, right? Uh, yeah, I try to flip that. Yeah, um, and and then also externally too. You know, there's there's a lot to draw upon, um, and. LinkedIn, we've 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 worked with a single a LinkedIn company page. So what we're trying to do is is trying to get a little bit smarter when it comes to the the, the, the geo targeting and and role targeting, um, so that we can layer on within one company page uh, more pieces of content, which hopefully you know will will was more uh, relevant for that particular audience. Sure, more relevant for that particular audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, I would say we are publishing more and then also getting a bit more scientific in terms of um, the, the exact time to publish and uh, the type of targeting, uh, you know, uh, with organic in some of the channels, but then especially with paid so that we can uh, become more efficient with our content as well. 
Well, efficiency is the name of the game. Great segue to talk about uh, our sponsors this week. One of them is Salesforce Marketing Cloud. Uh, Andrew mentioned Salesforce a moment ago. We're talking about paid social uh, right here in this section of the show. And look, if you've done any paid social, it can be kind of tricky because you got to log into Twitter, you got to log into Facebook, you got to log into LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole thing is kind of a mess. Well, our friends at Salesforce Marketing Cloud, who also employ my usual co-host, Adam Brown, have a product called Advertising Studio. You can look at it at bit.ly slash advertising studio. That's bit.ly slash advertising studio. And it allows you to use one login uh, to manage a lot of your paid social, do some really interesting custom audiences that you can move between different platforms, tie those to your email campaigns as well. It helps large agencies and brand teams around the world run millions of campaigns with sophisticated business goals, saves a lot of time, very efficient. Check it out, bit.ly slash advertising studio. Also, our good friends at Emma, email marketing geniuses, our good friends in Nashville have a brand new free ebook that I want you to download. It's called 11 Email Designs That People Can't Resist. They're unresistible, irresistible. So they, they, they surveyed all their clients and found 11 email marketing designs from top brands that people find irresistible because they rely on secrets of the human mind and powerful consumer psychology. So it's not just, hey, this is a cool logo. It's this is proven to work because of how people's brains work. It's really interesting stuff. It's also gorgeous. Like if you want an example of a really, really beautiful uh, ebook, white paper kind of thing, it's this is the one to look at. 11 designs people can't resist from our friends at Emma. Go to bit.ly slash email brain bit.ly slash email brain, all lowercase. Uh, and last this week, our friends at Yext, the leaders in location marketing, have a really interesting new integration that just came out. This is just a couple days ago uh, when we first found out about this. They have a new partnership with Uber. So here's how this works. If you are on a, a business's website or their mobile app, these are businesses, of course, with an actual physical location, could be a restaurant, retailer, etc., uh, concert hall, movie theater, if on that website or a mobile app, possibly powered by CA Technologies, uh, you see a button that says, get there with Uber, you click the button, Uber comes and gets you, right? Everybody understands how that works. Well, here's the integration. Yek's new deal with Uber then allows that business, the retailer, the restaurant, the movie theater, the, the, the sports stadium, to serve up content to that passenger while they are on the trip. So just to give you an example of how this works, the beta customer for this deal was Guitar Center, the, the music instrument retailer. So if you're on the Guitar Center website, Guitar Center mobile app, you click a button that says, get there with Uber. Uber picks you up to go to the Guitar Center. While you're in the Uber, Guitar Center serves up right on your phone inside the Uber app, information about current in-store inventory. So when you get there, you already know what guitars they have in stock because they showed you on the ride. Pretty fantastic, right? Super relevant, really interesting. It is free for brands to use it. It is free for consumers to use it. No money changes hands. It's just a great uh, customer service, customer experience trick. Check it out. It's pretty slick. Yext.com slash Uber. Yext.com slash Uber. Andrew Spoth, who is the Director of Digital Marketing and Global Head of Social Media for CA Technologies, is our guest this week on Social Pros. Andrew, I know that Twitter continues to be a major part of your social media program, despite uh, Twitter's uncertainty and kind of weirdness over there. Uh, but I know it's, it's something that you're, that you're invested in um, and, and clearly must be working pretty well for you. I see you're doing some Twitter polls as well, which is kind of cool. Is that working pretty good? Yeah, yeah, we... We we like Twitter polls because it um, 
it, it's it's a bit more engagement than just a simple like or a retweet, and it, it allows us to get a bit more information um, out there. Uh, so we we like the fact that it kind of um, turns it into more of a conversation. And so um, so here's a quick story um, <clears throat> for the first debate, um, presidential debate. We sat down with our government relations. Um, uh, lead and uh, we worked out on a few polls related to, to policy, which we hoped to use. Uh, you know, depending on what what the candidates covered, and they did cover one of the topics that we anticipated, and then we rolled that out. So it was it was um, you know well timed. It, it was aligned with what CA Technologies does as a business, and uh, it was a way for us to then also actually develop some content, right? Because then you have something to talk about. You say, okay, we did the snap poll, not scientific, but snap poll, and and you may be interested in these results, and we can talk about it in a blog post, for example. Nice. Nice. And so did you then use one of the multiple hashtags that were starting the debate to kind of get that into the, the Twitter stream? Yeah, we did. We did. You know, we try to stay on top of that. Now, Twitter has um, this cool... Um, new targeting feature called event targeting, where they, they do the hard work uh, for you. Um, their algorithm basically yeah, figures out, okay, which keywords are people using? And then it'll automatically, you know, f- from a paid perspective, uh, get our piece of content in front of uh, the right uh, uh, Twitter users. I love it. Now, one of the things I wanted to get into here before we ask you the two questions that we ask all of our guests on the show is, is your background. Uh, first, before you got into marketing, digital marketing, you you were in sales, right? You you have a sales background originally, and that, and that mm-hmm. I assume has to be useful when you're thinking about how does digital and social support uh, a global sales team like you have at CA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, thinking back to to uh, working as a sales rep, and this was um, selling agency services, B two B. As a sales rep, it's really tough to cut through the noise you know in in that case you're competing against um, everything else uh, in that person's inbox or in their voicemail and so how, how can you really find uh, a message which is relevant which is going to get their attention and and so social is 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 like that and the other thing is is i think uh, and we actually you know if i look at my team uh several of the team actually had worked in sales previously and and, and what you find there is is a, a relentless commitment to customer satisfaction mm-hmm. um you know, they, it's about it's about them, and it's about um, meeting their needs in a respectful, you know, uh, authentic way. I love that. that that's, it's so fascinating. We've had a few people on the show talked about sales being really good training for for social media, uh, but you don't see it very often. It's actually still, I think, a rarity. So it's terrific that not only you but members of your team have that background as well. Especially useful in B two B, I find. Yeah, yeah, it happened by chance at our at our uh, in our team, but um, I think I think it it's helped. You know, if I if I look at how we've dealt with certain um, you know opportunities and challenges that come up, I think that that commitment to to the customer and also um, just you know knowing how to communicate with them well uh, is is really key. In addition to to coming from the sales side, you have a fascinating and perhaps unprecedented on this show educational background. Uh, You have a degree in theoretical physics, not just regular physics, Mm -hmm. theoretical physics, and then a second degree in music. Uh, That is not what you would typically say is the, uh, is the educational prerequisites for global social media manager. Uh, How did that happen? (laughs) 
I'm not sure. Well, uh, well, the way it happened was, um, you know, in high school, I, I loved, uh, I mean, I was really into, you know, kind of science and, uh, um, you know, uh, I, I was an aspirational rocket scientist. And uh, my, my physics teacher, you know, really um, was, was somebody I looked up to and kind of um, helped, helped encourage me. And then I did my undergrad degree and, uh, you know, did the, the physics and um, a lot of uh, applied mathematics as well. Um, after that, I went to, to Germany for, for a year through an exchange program and, um, uh, you know, actually had some extra time in my hands and I joined a band. And one thing led to another. I did the audition for the music program and got in and I really, really enjoyed it. And, and I thought, okay, this is an opportunity for me to, to challenge myself. You know, uh, how, can I, how can I further develop myself? And I just had a great time learning all those skills. Uh, you know, I did, did voice, piano, viola, some conducting. And um, um, got to know totally different kind of you know uh, people to work with as well. You know, worked a bit in theater and and then um, you know, but but how do you combine that into a career? You know, working as a musician is, is it's not easy to 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 build a foundation there in terms of earning money. Um, so I went from that into um, working at a performing arts center and uh, in, in, got involved in the management there, which you know was was involved a seven person team which involved then okay i was managing the website and uh you know also buying ads in the newspaper and and uh you know online and then i went from there to working at um a, a digital agency where i got some sales experience and marketing experience and that led to uh, me working for a marketing software company marketo where i learned a ton and you know that opened more doors so I, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very curious person. I love, um, you know, tough questions and, um, uh, just, you know, kind of found my path. And I, I think there's a lot of, you know, if, if you look at marketing and, and social, there's no way you could predict that, you know, accurately 20 years ago. So yeah. you've got a, an interesting mix of people uh, in this, in this field. Oh, no question. It's fascinating. Well, and I think you're, your background as a conductor suits you know suits you well today. I mean, you are essentially a conductor now, uh, just in a in a different sense. I, I guess, I guess, you know, when you're working as a conductor or 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 working in an orchestra or or choral group, you get to know different types of leaders, and I, I find that that's it's fascinating to see how that affects the performance of the team. And so I actually studied that myself, and and. Um, and had developed some leadership uh, workshops based on the on the metaphor of conducting, and um, so I'd like to think I apply some of that, you know, here. Uh, it's really about the bringing together the individual complementary strengths of a team, really making sure it's about them, and uh, and making sure there's a clear vision. You know, you need to know what the music sounds like, and have fun doing it. So a lot of lot of parallels there. And I suspect that when your team gives you their weekly monthly reports of engagement and applause and clicks and they're like man look andrew has like a degree in theoretical physics and used to do applied mathematics so this excel spreadsheet better be right <laughs> well you know a lot of pressure I, man it's a lot of pressure to give yeah. you the, uh, to give you the spreadsheet yeah i should i should i'm not sure maybe but uh, yeah i think um uh, you know, we, we we do geek out on the numbers sometimes, and then and obviously when it comes to communicating internally, we, we want to do a good job of that. So you got to have the numbers plus examples. Plus a story, and, yeah. Numbers and a story. story. Yeah. yeah. 
And I, and I find, I'm sure you do too, that that's one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people have in the social industry is, you know, the, the people on their team get it because you're ro- rolling around in it all day and then you helicopter it up a couple levels in the organization and you're working with an executive for whom social media is 1% of their attention or less. Uh, and, and you've got to make that story very tight. That's a real, that's a real challenge. Yeah. Um, and, but, but if we can do that, I think, um, I think social media will have a seat at the budget table and more will be invested. It'll be more integrated too. So yeah, we, we've learned, you know, I think it, 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 it's important to use the right language, um, you know, don't talk about uh, just likes, but rather talk about you know things like the engagement because that's a that's a more kind of uh, more business like term yeah. and and so and yeah right, we you know, we've learned a lot. The platform the platforms are relevant, right? I shouldn't say it's irrelevant. It, that's not true. The platform is less important than the behavior. Totally, yeah. Yeah, love it. All right, I'm going to ask you the two questions that we've asked all guests on this show. We're five years into this thing, um, and we're going to ask them to you, Andrew Spoth, Director of Digital Marketing and Global Head of Social at CA Technologies. Are you ready? That's actually not the first question. That is just a transition. All right. Uh, What one tip would you give people looking to become a social pro? What one tip would I give people? Um, I would say... um, you know, we, we touched on on some of the things that that uh, I've looked for when when hiring. I think I think it you you need to think about your communication skills, um, you know, both internally and externally, um, and also know how to find uh, how to combine both uh, the creative and analytical too. So, so I think um, you know there are. There are courses you can you can take. There are there are um, you know thought leaders you can you can look look up to. There are you know there there are things you can do about your your presentation skills and speaking skills. But I would say you know communicate well and clearly articulate well. Uh, then and then think about how you can combine data. There's more data all the time with creativity to to meet your audience. Yeah, that that synthesis is so important and more so all the time. I think as as social gets held to a higher standard from a metrics and performance perspective, as it should, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that that ability to hybridize data and creativity really is uh, really is the, the magic Venn diagram. Uh, I think you're dead on there. Absolutely. Last question. If right. you could do a Skype call with any living person, who would it be? With any living person? I would have to say, and I, I think you... Pr- you may have had this guy come up a few times, but Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. he's, he's I thought you might say, I thought you might go with a Stephen Hawking reference, being a a previous theoretical physicist. Stephen yeah. Hawking, yes, that would be interesting for sure. I had a chance to actually see him speak um, here in the Bay Area a couple of years ago, which awesome. was really really cool. But but Elon Musk um, is is just thinking so big, and he's got his hand in in you know at least three different um, you know hyper hyper cool industries right now. Disruptive, like incredibly disruptive. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I would do that. I have to come prepared. You know, I don't want to waste his time, but um, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's great. We have had uh, Mr. Musk mentioned on the show in the past. He is a favorite amongst Social Pros guests, and and for the reasons you just articulated. And plus, now his new thing is like, you know, what we should do? We should all live on Mars. It's like, okay, yeah, let's make that happen too. 
Right, right. It's just, you know, every time you think like the the, the boundaries of his uh, imagination uh, are are at their end, he's like, no, no, we could do this other thing too. You're like, wow, it's a, it's really amazing. It's really something. I'm just trying to make sure I get something to eat for lunch, right? And he's trying to colonize <laughs> Mars. So like, okay, I know. That's uh, that's thinking big. I love it, Andrew. Thanks so much for being on the show. It was fantastic uh, to catch up with you. Congratulations on the great work that you're doing at CA, uh, especially during the the politics season. Thanks for bringing all the all the key news of the crazy election season to the peoples out there with your partnership with CNN. Uh, my pleasure, Jake. Great to speak with you, and um, I look forward to 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 uh, following uh, following your future podcasts. Uh, they're great stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, as always, Adam and I really appreciate your feedback. If you have a, a minute to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, we'd sure appreciate that. And as I say every week, uh, we really love to know who you are, what you do, where you're from. Uh, just send me an email. No big deal. J at jbear.com. That's my real email. Send me a note. Just tell me what your story is. Like, why do you listen? Where are you from? What's your, what's your occupation? It is great. We get a few of those every day. Adam and I love looking at those. It's really, really fun to see who's out there listening and, and, uh, and how we're helping you or not helping you or what we can do better. So uh, anytime, send me a note. Love to hear from you. That's it for this week on Social Pros, the podcast for real people doing real work in social media. We'll be back next week with more insights. Thanks for tuning in to Social Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to socialpros.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Social Pros is sponsored by Convince and Convert, Emma, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, and by Yext and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Social Pros at marketingpodcasts.com, the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by...